Hello and welcome to Journeying Through Scripture podcast, a podcast where we walk through God's Word together. And today we're going to continue our journey through the book of Acts in chapter 13 with this episode entitled Steeped in Time with God. Now we're not going to go through the whole chapter. It's a big chapter and a lot happens. This is the first missionary journey of Paul and Barnabas. It is worth your read, and I would say that if I could come up with a big idea for the whole chapter, not necessarily the big idea for this episode, but the big idea for this chapter, it would be at every step, whether you face persecution or opposition, in the end the church grows and God wins. That becomes the big theme throughout the rest of this chapter. You see that lived out as they experience persecution and opposition and you see God succeeding though there was opposition, though they were run out, the church grows. But what I want to focus on today and the theme of this episode is going to be that in all we do, we do them in the power, them being the things that we do, in the power of the Holy Spirit being saturated in the presence of God. Now, I'm really just going to focus on the the first three or four verses of this chapter, because as I read through the chapter, though it is a beautiful chapter, it is an encouraging chapter that, that one, it's encouraging to know when we face opposition, when we face hard times, God will win, God will move. But God really spoke to me in the first few verses that in, in our goings and our sharings and our teachings and our readings, we must do all of these things in the power of the Holy Spirit and being saturated in God's presence. And that's what you see lived out in these first few verses. Let me read it for you really quick. Now, in the church at Antioch, where Paul and Barnabas were, there were prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon, who was called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Manion, a close friend of Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul, as they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart Barnabas and Saul for the work which I have called them. And then after they had fasted and prayed and laid on hands, they sent them off. In verse 4, So being sent out by the Holy Spirit, they went to Seleucia, and from there to Cyprus, and then it actually unfolds in this great story that if we have time, we'll look out. If not, maybe a bonus episode. I'll, I'll kind of cover some of this because it's an interesting story and it will add a little more flavor to what we read at the beginning. But I want to focus on that first part in the context of in all that we do, we do them in the power and the saturation of the presence of God. That we do everything with God being preeminent first the priority we don't do it under our own power and our own strength and i want to bring that out from the text and that's why i read uh, from what i wrote there that in our goings and sharings and teachings and readings we do all of these things in the power of the holy spirit being that all that we're doing being saturated in god's presence and if you notice that even as we read those first few verses we have things like as they were worshiping as they were fasting, as they were praying, after they had prayed, after they had fasted. So this idea that their time is being saturated in the presence of God in all that they are doing, and God is using that, and the Holy Spirit is speaking through that. And we see the, the, this importance, kind of our first big point here, the importance of seeking God. 
again, often when we we think to ourselves, I'm not hearing what God is speaking to me. I'm not hearing God speaking in my life. And my first question is always, how is your prayer time? How is your Bible reading time? Are you meeting with God in the scriptures? Are you praying through the scriptures? Are you seeking God? And if you're not seeking God, it's no wonder you're not really hearing from him. So let me give you a little bit of my personal journey in this area of the importance of seeking God. It God has been teaching me a lot about this lately, this idea of seeking Him and, and being saturated in the presence, His presence. Um, it, it comes up a lot in Acts, for one thing. As I've read through the book of Acts, and I've pointed this out where I've seen it, that you see the people praying, seeking God. You see them turning to God in trials. You see them praising God for suffering. You see them being saturated in their time with God. You see them pursuing God at all times, and this is a big theme in Acts, the people of God enjoy the presence of God. Uh, and, and so as I've been reading through Acts, God has been bringing that out to me, but also in a book I'm reading, and I've mentioned it several times, the book called With, it's this idea of uh, you, you can find yourself doing ministry in your own strength and being, by human standards, successful but the presence of God not being a part of it. And he actually, the author in one part references Moses in Numbers 20, where Moses strikes the rock, even though God had told him to speak and water would come out, Moses strikes the rock, but water comes out. And we would look at that from a worldly perspective and say success, but God, it comes at a high cost because God excludes Moses from the Holy Land because of that. And also uh, in, in, in sermons, in the sermon in Daniel 10, where it's this idea of, of warring with God through prayer because there's a spiritual battle. Are you, are you with God? Or are you engaging in this through prayer? And through Dan- Daniel, in, in Daniel chapter 10, prays for three solid weeks, and God answers, and God moves through that prayer. And, and so all these things, as I read chapter 13, kind of come together, and, it's, and God just really spoke to me even in the first few verses of chapter 13. So we see the application being very simple, and yet it takes a lifetime to work on. Pray. Pray continuously. Pray as I read God's Word. Pray. There's a theme there. It's called pray. It occurred to me... Uh, that sometimes when I'm even reading the Bible and I'm pulling the meaning and the principles from the passage and I'm applying them, I'm doing it all the while excluding God from the process. That I can read it academically and I can pull out the principles academically, but if I'm doing all that without the presence of God, without being saturated in the presence of of God, the Holy Spirit will not bless that and will not use that to its full potential. It will not be successful in God's life. So we look at without God, what do we have? We, we have nothing. We have a ministry built on our own intellect, which will not succeed. But with God, even though it looks like it might fail, it will succeed because it's the power of God that is the engine, not you. So it's the, this idea, and, and where does that come from? It comes from seeking God. And we, we find them here in verse 1, as they were worshiping. 
This is not something they decided to pursue just because they had a, a need, but this was their common. As they were worshiping, as they commonly do, they were worshiping. And it's during this time that God spoke to them. Again, if you want to hear the voice of God, seek him through prayer and fasting and worship, reading of his word. And, and you see the people of God doing that. We also see that time with God takes time. Don't rush it. Spend quality time with God. Even as God speaks to the church in Antioch about sending out Paul and, and Barnabas, they don't immediately go, okay, and send them out. What do they do in verse 3? Then after, again, those those prepositions are very important, as they were worshiping. And then verse 3, then after they had fasted, prayed, and laid on hands, they sent them off. They didn't send them off immediately. As God spoke to the church, as they were worshiping, they finished worshiping, and then they prayed, and they fasted, and then they laid on hands. And then, after they had spent significant time with God, actual time with God, then they sent them off. And what I love is in verse 4, you have, so being sent out by the Holy Spirit. So the, the question is, who sent who? Did the church at Antioch send Paul and Barnabas, or did the Holy Spirit send Paul and Barnabas? Well, my answer to that would be yes. They both did. Don't miss the importance of this. Don't miss the importance of here they have taken the time to spend time with God. They have sought God through prayer and, and fasting and, and worship and they took time before they sent off their, two, their first two missionaries to, to fast and to pray and to seek God and to steep themselves in time with God so that they could adequately know what the Holy Spirit was calling them to do so that they could do what they are doing by the power of the Holy Spirit. And it says, because they did this, so being sent out by the Holy Spirit, which in verse 3 they said, they sent them off. They sent them off in the power of the Holy Spirit. Don't miss this. This is huge. It's small, but it's, it's big. They sent them out by the Holy Spirit, and the church was privileged to take a part in the sending. So let me re-render verse 3 and verse 4 like this. They sent them off by the power and the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Let me live life in, with, and through the Holy Spirit, being steeped in prayer and fasting and seeking God. It's the idea that the church, as they sent off Paul and Barnabas, they did it through and with and in the power of the Holy Spirit because they had steeped themselves in time with God, because they were regularly, regularly seeking God, and he spoke. So let me throw some quick applications as we wrap up this these really short first few verses here. And I, I didn't go into the mission to Cyprus. I will do all those in a bonus episode at some time. They're, it's a really great story, and I think it's important, and it plays off of some of the things they were mentioned in the first part of this chapter, but but I want to throw some quick applications at you because these, these are really important things. The church steeps the whole process of sending in time with God, and the question that should pop out to you as you're reading this and the question that popped out to me is why don't I often spend that time with God when I feel God 
calling me to do something? Why don't I steep myself in time with God? Why do I quickly rush to do the thing instead of turning to God first and, and laying it out in prayer and, and, and seeking Him through fasting and worship? Instead, I just go and I do it and, and I'm hoping God will come along with me instead of letting Him go before me. So it, it should cause us to pause. When God calls us to do something, pause, think, fast, and pray. Why do I turn to fasting and praying only after I'm sent out or I've sent something out or I've done something or I'm in trouble? Fasting and prayer should be our priority, our go-to before we do anything else. Again, so that at the end of the day, we can be privileged to take a part in what God is doing because we've steeped ourselves in time with God and we've given priority to seeking God as a regular part of our lives, not simply a special time that we take. Let's now seek God. We are always seeking God. We're always steeping ourselves in time so that, and we're going to go back to our theme or our big idea here, that in all we do, we do them in the power of the Holy Spirit, being saturated in the presence of God. Seek Him. Spend time with Him. And go and do what he has called you to do in the power of the Holy Spirit and be privileged to play a part in the growth of the kingdom of God. I'll see you next time in Acts chapter 14.